the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome Patriot News Hour, Joe and Jason, on this Friday. I hope it finds you well. Uh, man, just so many things to talk about. We had more inflation numbers uh, this time. Import prices, we'll get to that. Uh, the UAW's on strike, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, the Federal Reserve, what are they going to do next week? Unlimited things to talk about. 800 That's our toll-free number. Of course, the physical delivery of gold and silver is what we do. Uh, I will say this right now. Uh, You know, we have the Trump coins on sale, the Trump silver rounds in particular, and I don't think this is a surprise to anybody, the mugshot silver round is flying out the door. If you, I don't know how long they're going to last. I don't know how many they made, but it, it, it's one of these things that you're thinking about. Uh, uh, you know, the, not that the presidential one we, we sold a, a bunch of those as well, but eighty percent of the volume is going into those mugshot coins. So they're gonna go. Those are gonna sell out first. So if you're uh, thirty dollars for the Trump rounds uh there's two of them one of them with the mugshot one of them the 45th president and uh really nice cuz uh silver's up 50 cents today 23 25 gold's up 16 but I'll just say this if you're looking at getting those mugshot rounds do it sooner rather than later uh because if we're selling them like this Everybody else is as well, and they, as soon as that, that mintage runs out, uh, then, then you won't be able to get them anymore. 800-951-0592, or just go to the website, allamericangold.com, uh, and go to the shopping cart, and Jason, you, you can look at their, the mugshot. We, we know the mugshot, right? We, everybody's seen it. It's a pretty cool looking coin, no doubt about it. So, uh, and at 30 bucks for an ounce of silver, uh, that's not a bad deal. We had a good day on Wall Street yesterday, a bad day today. And yesterday, just, just so you know, it was all Amazon, uh, hit the highest level in like, I don't know, 17, 18 months. Uh, but the Dow under pressure today, crude oil, man, it just won't go down. I thought maybe today, Maybe some profit taking. Uh, it hit ninety one dollars. Then it was uh, went negative. I just looked here. Crude oil up fifty more cents, ninety sixty five. So uh, bumping up on ninety one dollars. Uh, the ten year note, by the way, four three two. But again, it looks like Jason. Everybody is setting up for a no hike Wednesday of next week. And everybody's anticipating no hike, tough talk. By the way, we're going to raise at the following meeting. That looks like uh, what, at least anyway, what the talking heads are saying. We'll wait and see. You know, um, 
Yeah, I, th- th- at some point it looks like they're in the future they're going to have to raise again if the inflation starts to come back now. I, I was still thinking maybe the uh, some of these inflation numbers will drop a little further before they start coming up, but it looks like they're really leveled off at best and going up at worst. So we'll, I guess we'll see. And yeah, I, I would say that your what you just said is probably most logical. But they, uh, you know, that's a whole week away still, or you know, three or four business days. I mean, we could still get more inflative news before then and change their mind quick. And and one other thing, and we'll get you in the next segment. We're probably going to have another bank closure this weekend. Uh, if it's not this weekend. Uh, then next weekend uh, we'll tell you who that is. I know you didn't want to hear it. Uh, and once again, more banks borrowing through this emergency lending program. We always get the data on Friday uh, up again. I can't, I don't know, 13, 14, 15th week in a row. Uh, the one thing of note, uh, the Fed slowed down the selling of their balance sheet this week. We'll see if maybe next week they'll they'll ramp it up. But it was interesting that the Fed only uh, sold a couple of billion dollars off of their balance sheet. Uh, and normally, you know, you think about it, they're supposed to sell what ninety five billion a month. So that's that is a a big step down from what they've been doing. But we'll see. It could just be that. Maybe some form of anomaly, or they just didn't, they'll wait till next week. But we'll watch that. We'll see if this is kind of, hey, we're starting to hit towards the end of quantitative tightening, uh, as again, those reverse repos. How much money is left? Uh, that we, we've already vanquished about a trillion dollars out of that, 700 billion of it just since July. And when that runs out, that's really going to put a, a lot of pressure on the bond market. That's right. That's right. And then, uh, then I think that's when we write. You start to see all the things that uh, a lot of these prognosticators on uh, the internet or on these shows are talking about, Joe. Which is, you know, I I saw one. I mean, some of these guys, the, the catastrophe that they're predicting, I, and I can't say that they're wrong. I just, you know, it's a prediction. We don't know until things happen. But fifty to seventy percent down on the on the on the markets. You know, housing crashing, you know, bonds, everything. Just it's uh, there's there's some pretty pretty dystopic sort of <laughs> predictions going on, depending on who you're talking to, Joe. And uh, here's the thing: is I I don't go as far as they're going yet, but I don't uh, dismiss it. Yeah, I, I don't see how bonds boy tough to buy right now. That there's no doubt because it just looks like the yields have to go a lot higher, some of it because they've got to keep rising, raising rates. And the other part is the amount of debt we've got to issue on top of all the banks have run out of their spare money, right, that they've been, you know, soaking up this bond market. Another thing, hey, listen, we get, we got a lot to talk about. Why are the Japanese running to gold all of a sudden? We talk about that as well. Take the Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592, Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour on this Friday. I hope it finds you well out there. A quick look at the markets. The Dow is down to 20. The S&P is down 40. The NASDAQ is down 180. Gold's up 18, 19, 32. Silver is up 53 cents right now, $23.25. And like I said, listen, we're... we're 
We're heading back into these rougher waters, right? We're starting to see uh, Wall Street making some big swings. Uh, they're, they're hoping beyond hope that the Fed would only have to raise one more time. Doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Uh, here in a minute, we're going to talk about uh, the next bank to go under. Uh, the, 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 again, this is going to be something as we, we get deeper into this, deeper into 2023, into 2024, there's going to be, I think, a tremendous amount of consolidation. And that's a nice word instead of saying failures, whether they get bought out, uh, whether the FDIC, which I'm anticipating is going to happen, uh, closing a bank and saying, well, we've already sold it to so-and-so bank, and, and on Monday it'll reopen. Uh, expect a lot more turbulence. you got to be smart with your money. That's why we've been talking about why refi. We've been talking about them all year. Up to 10.25% return. Not correlated to the stock market. What does that mean? Doesn't care what the, what that means. Doesn't care what Wall Street does. Doesn't care. Go up a thousand, down a thousand, up ten thousand, down ten thousand. Doesn't matter about interest rates. It doesn't care about union workers going on strike. Doesn't care that oil seemingly right now can't go down. You don't have to worry. I know how it gets, man. When Wall Street gets bad, you don't even want to look. Right, you don't even want to look at your your investments because you you know it's going to be ugly. You don't have to do that. You go to bed every night knowing I know exactly what I'm going to make this month. I'm going to know what I'm going to make next month, the month after. They don't charge fees. They don't do any of that stuff. Invest y refi dot com. That's the word invest. The letter y r e f y dot com. Or just call them at eight 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 y refi twenty four. So really quickly, the UAW has started the strike. I kind of like how they're doing it, Jason. If, you know, I, I I hate strikes in general. This is stuff that should always can always be avoided. But yet here we are. They have 146,000 members, right? And about 10 percent, 10 percent of them are on strike right now. A little over. 13,000, and they targeted uh, certain plants. In other words, they're going to make it hurt. As an example, uh, Stellantis, which is, you know, that's that's Jeep. right? They're striking at their Jeep plant in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, and obviously, that's where they're making their big money. They're, you know, the, the Jeep, cool looking. My wife's got one. My kid's got one. They're a cool looking car. They're striking at the Ohio plant. In Ford, at Ford, they're going after them those mid-sized trucks, right? The, the 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 Ford Ranger and the Bronco SUV at the Wayne, Michigan plant, and then General Motors, same thing, going after the trucks. That, that's where Ford and GM make all of their money uh, in a plant in, in uh, Westernville, uh, Missouri. So so targeted action uh, going on at the UAW, Jason. But again, a long way off. The last offer I saw from the uh, manufacturers, they want to give them 20% over five years. Uh, of course, the, the UAW, you know, they lowered it, right? Hey, we'll take 36, but they want a Big increase 
effective immediately. They want 18% right now. Well, and it's interesting because I've, I've, uh, how often do, do, uh, unions do partial strikes and does that really actually, <laughs> does that actually work? I thought the, the idea was is that the union was united and, uh, what one man does, all the men do sort of thing. And so this, this targeted strike seems to me very weak. I don't think the, uh, the auto, the auto companies are going to, uh, I don't think they're going to go the way of the union very, very much until there's much more of a solid uh, effort to to strike. I mean, uh, I think the only reason—I don't tell me if I'm wrong, Joe—but I, I think the only way, to, the reason to do it the way they're doing it is because there's too many of these guys who need to work and need to earn money. They can't, they can't go without the well, paycheck right now. Let, let me tell you right now—that's that you know that's it, right? Uh, it's really hard striking with this type of inflation. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I hope it ends here. Because one of the, well, here's what it's going to do. It's going to make things more expensive, period. There, there's going to be less inventory again. It's going to cause used prices to go up again, right? The longer this goes on, the worse it becomes. And then, of course, at the end of this, they're going to be walking away with, with a raise, and it's not going to be little. It's going to be something substantial, which again, more inflation, right? So either way you cut it, this is not a good thing. And, and I'm not surprised. This is another weakness from the Biden administration. They should have been involved in this a, a lot sooner, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. I will say this. I know that the Department of Energy now has been reaching out to all the oil producers and the oil refiners to try to find out, you know, what, well, you know, find out what's going on. We know what's going on. But a lot of lip service. I'm, I'm going to warn you now. It's going to get more expensive, but big pain, I expect big pain in diesel. Uh, diesel, heating oil, uh, the distil- uh, jet fuel. That is a, a, a particularly, they're going to get get it a lot worse. Uh, the inventory levels for everything are, are not good. Uh, diesel, much worse. And Jason, a bunch of these plants have to shut down for maintenance, so it's going to be a problem. I, I expect uh, gas prices, oil prices to continue to rise. The problem is I think you're going to see a big jump in diesel heating oil, right? So people getting ready for fall and winter to heat their homes, that's going to cost a lot more. Jet fuel going to cost a lot more. Yeah, just the two stories, that you, or the two things you mentioned, the last two stories are uh, related to cars. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the auto workers actually get their 18%, Joe. Just, you know, uh, my mind goes to, you know, hey, what, what are the, the people making the big decisions want? And they are pushing towards no gas vehicles, so what would make gas vehicles way too expensive and harder to buy? What would create more false scarcity in, in these markets before a crash? Well, let's just give them 18% and then watch the price of a car go to thirty-five, forty thousand just for a for a Toyota Corolla. You get $35,000, right? I mean, what's, what's it going to cost you 18% on the, the cheapest of vehicles? It's going to make it even more unaffordable. Why do I get the feeling that the you know, subsidies on electric cars and all that stuff will come rolling in at the same time? Pushing us to a much more unaffordable America, Joe. Just much more of this scarcity that doesn't have to be. 
Yeah, scarcity that doesn't have to be is probably the the, the buzzword uh, when we look at what's happening uh, all over the place. Yesterday on our Half Empty Cup, we had Bill Roberts. He's our uh, insider to the agriculture and talking about uh, how little food stockpiles are actually remaining in that uh, he just doesn't see how grocery prices are going to come down at all, and, and people are going to end up having to make some really hard choices uh, because the way they've set it up, even food now, food scarcity is going to become a thing. Maybe not so much here. We'll see food scarcity with higher prices. But other parts of the world are going to see, see food scarcity and exactly what it means. There is none. Right there, there's just not enough, and those are going to be things that are going to be playing out uh, in in 2024 as well. And then another bank on the list here. It's kind of interesting. So remember First Republic Bank? They were they went down with Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. I'll, I'll say this: I don't know if it's uh, the wording or not, but now Republic First. Bank. So you had First Republic Bank. They went under. Now this one, it's a little uh, different order. Republic First Bank. They've lost 96% of their value yesterday. I want to say it closed at 27 cents. And I'm anticipating that the FDIC, Jason, as early as uh, the end of business today, uh, maybe stepping in to take over this bank as well. Republic First is this a Midwest bank. I I could be wrong, but I think this might be one of the banks that uh, took the accounts out from one of those coin shops. <laughs> so I, I think well, this I, I might one, be wrong. Now right? this is this is Pennsylvania and New Jersey. So this yep. is a that's from one of the coin shops. Pennsylvania, New their Jersey, yep. and uh, big problems here. They're talking about. Uh, depositors, uh, they, they've got issues there. They got bad loans. This one, they have six billion dollars worth of assets. So this is going to be where a lot of these small banks, thousands of them, reside. The vast majority, I, I, you know, we did it this week. People probably were shocked to realize that the vast majority of the four thousand banks, I and mean, what I mean by vast majority, like thirty-eight hundred of them. Have less than ten billion dollars in assets, so there's there's a lot of room to go. Uh, they said more than half of their deposits were uninsured. See, and this is that that's just not going to work. That's just not going to work. I do not know how much money that they borrowed from the Federal Reserve. Right, they, I'm, I'm sure they're at that emergency window. Uh, they say that of their 100 largest bank depositors, which accounts for over 16% of all their deposits are just in 100 accounts, the majority of those deposits are not insured. And, and Jason, for the life of me, I don't understand unless they're business accounts. And this is the problem. If you're a small business, but you have, hey, we deal in big dollars. Doesn't mean, hey, doesn't mean I'm a millionaire. But we deal in big dollars. So having a million dollars in the bank 
is not unusual. Five million, ten million. Problem is, I got to send out nine point five million of that ten million uh, in another week or so, right? It's not actually my money, right? I, I, I I've got stuff. I bought stuff. I haven't paid for it yet because I'm making it into something else, and I pay for it later. That's when problems creep up. And you see these these businesses all of a sudden decide, you know what, I'm, I'm too afraid. I'm too afraid. I'm afraid to leave my money here. I'm going to go, I hate to do it, but i got to go to J.P. Morgan. I'm going to go to Chase. I'm going to go to Bank of America. I'm going to go to U.S. Bank. I, I just can't risk it. And then all of a sudden, these banks go under, Jason, really quickly because it only takes one or two of these hundred hundred depositors to leave, and and it's that's it, it's done. Right, and uh, you know if uh, everything that's going on with the inflation and, and the economic problems can persist, I mean, uh, I, we keep going to it. If your insurance goes up forty to sixty percent, well, you're probably going to withdraw some money out of those banks to pay for things that. <laughs> That you weren't counting on. I mean, every single thing, Joe, is getting more expensive, and it's it's happening a little bit at a time, and it's just it's kind of snowballing. Doesn't it feel like the the, the snowball is starting to gain a little momentum now, Joe? Uh, by next year, it's going to be a full steam. Yeah, we had that little brief, you know, call it ninety, a hundred and twenty days of calm. Let me give you some more names: Home Street Bank, West Coast Bank, uh, Pack West Bank. Carverker Bank Corp, Carverker Federal Savings, all of these are on the watch list, and it's growing again, guys. Patriot Radio News Hour, be prepared. We'll be back. 800-951-0592, Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, we've got the Trump Silver Rounds. They're $30 a piece. Uh, just letting you know uh, that the... Trump mugshot coin is flying out the doors right now. So if you want to get in, I don't know uh, the supply uh, is it's limited. Uh, so I would say that one's probably going to sell out first. And then of course we have the forty fifth president also uh, at thirty dollars a piece at eight hundred nine five one. Zero five nine two on the gold side. This is this big opportunity today. I got twenty dollar liberties. I have fifty twenty dollar liberties. One through nine at twenty one ninety five. Ten or more twenty one eighty five. I've only got fifty of them. I'll tell you right now. I already know. What the price is going to be on Monday, assuming gold doesn't go higher again on Monday, Jason, we're going to be looking at twenty-two and a quarter to twenty-two forty. So uh, if you can buy ten or more at twenty-one eighty-five, uh, that's a that's a a good way to save some money because by all accounts, unless something changes, it looks like the Fed is going to uh, not raise rates. And again, I'm going over these banks list, Jason. You know why they're not raising rates? Because it's going to force more of these banks to go under. It's just that simple. That's what it appears to, to be happening. So, and and uh, well, it's still it's still moving slow, in my opinion. You know, we, every day we have to do, do the show, Joe, and, and report this stuff. Yep. But uh, I, I think uh, I, I I just 
the stuff we're talking about now is going to be such more of an emergency as time goes on. You know, it, if it seems urgent, if Joe and I seem urgent over the last year especially, it's going to be just become more and more. It's like a, it's really like a locomotive this time. You know, I think if it's been compared that way before when it comes to markets going up or down, uh, it takes a long time to get that thing up and running. And that's kind of what we've been, it's just getting up and running. And then once it once it gets to full steam and you're going down the hill, it's 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 unstoppable, and that's how bad it's going to get. It's going to be unstoppably terrible when when I think hundreds, no. if not over a thousand banks in the next couple of years just go under. Joe, it's I, I think it's it's part of it. it's baked in the cake. They want it to happen. Fed would love to have a lot just of ten yeah. banks to worry about. A, a lot of these banks under ten billion dollars in assets are on this list. You know, like Home Street. That that's a West Coast. Uh, that's Washington, Oregon, California, Hawaii. Uh, they got $9.5 billion in assets. PacWest, we know about them. They're a little bigger, right? They've got $38 billion in assets. But then there's, there's, there's companies like this, uh, Carver Bank. They're in New York. They got about $700 million in assets. So, uh, it, it really is, this is gonna be the culling of the small banks. This is ex- this is what's going to be happening here. All these banks with under $100 billion in assets, uh, they're really, unfortunately, and, and a lot of the, it, w- it won't even be their fault. That's the hard part. It won't even be their fault. But because they were forced to buy, which you would think, hey, that made a lot of sense. Hey, you guys are way too risky. We can't trust you to invest on your own. We're forcing you to buy X amount of treasuries. We're forcing you to to buy X amount of mortgage-backed securities. Well, when you leave rates at zero for 15 years, their whole portfolio is full of treasuries and mortgage-backed securities at super low interest rates. Now that interest rates are, you know, flying, you know, if you could say flying 10-year note at 4.3%, that's mega losses. And when the depositor leaves, look at, you know, we we're talking about this bank, uh, and we we're talking about, hey, this is a bank. It, it had, what was it, $3 billion in assets, something like that? Republic first. And they said, well, our 100 largest depositors make up almost 20% of all the deposits. And it looks like, they're leaving. And once they leave, we're done, right? Because why? Well, because we don't have the cash to pay people's mortgages, their car payments, their, their insurance payments. So we gotta sell these treasuries, we gotta sell these mortgage-backed securities, and we're losing our, we're losing our backsides on it, and we're gonna be insolvent. This is what's happening. And, and I told yeah. you it wasn't gonna end. It's not ending. This is this is by design. This is a culling by design, Jason. Yeah, they're trying to push the whole thing. The Fed's trying to push the whole thing back to a normal market where you know five percent interest is kind of be normal. You know, I think they're attempting to do so, but you know, this is uh, this is the government's version of of two thousand eight. You know, remember, you know, all the uh, all the people that shouldn't have got loans. There's too much. There's too much interest being paid on too much debt. In 2008, they were giving these uh, stated income loans, you know, loaning money to people that was never going to have a chance to pay it back. Well, that's the, the federal government, if it ever wanted to pay back the debt, which it hasn't for 100 years, it's, there's been never, never an intention to pay this debt back. You know, you're supposed to be enslave the uh, citizenry into this debt. 
But even if they wanted to pay it back, now they're at a point where there's just no way. It's just not going to happen. So this, the U.S. government's like, it's like me. I was one of those guys that they loaned money to back in the, uh, the early 2000s. And uh, fortunately for me, I knew how to take care of my business, but the government has no, there's, there's no, the amount of money they keep borrowing, Joe, the more the spending they keep doing, you know, they're the 2008 stated income loan. They're gonna, it's going to crash and fail, and it's going to be on our heads. It's, it's cra- we're, we're living under that federal government's roof economically, Joe. Yeah, shout out to uh, the Martins, by the way, Wall Street on Parade. Uh, they do such a great job, and especially in that space. Uh, we'll keep bringing you uh, that information. The Financial Times reporting, this is another one. you got to look out for the Japanese yen. So we saw this, remember, during, it's kind of interesting how it's happening again, but during Silicon Valley, First Republic signature going under uh, Credit Suisse, remember the yen surge got to 150, everybody started freaking out. Well, guess what? It's back. Uh, the yen surging to 148 today. Look at their their 10-year note. I know it sounds crazy, but 0.72, that's huge for for Japan. They remember Japan was negative interest rates. Uh they're starting to lose control here. Uh the aging population, way too much debt. And now according to the Financial Times, Japanese in earnest are flocking to gold, and they tend to not be gold buyers. Jason, uh, they 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 they're very you know if you talk about loyal to to their currency, and they they see the writing on the wall. This is this is new. Uh, seeing uh, Japan, uh, at least according to the Financial Times, gold coming into favor as a lot of people, me included. I would not be surprised to see the yen at 200. Uh, what, what would that mean? I don't even know. Uh, but the ramifications of that are not good. Picture Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason will be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason. AllAmericanGold.com. Picture Radio News Hour wrapping up this Friday. $20 Liberties. One through nine, two thousand one hundred ninety-five dollars. Ten or more, two thousand one hundred eighty-five dollars. Uh, we're going to see a price. Let's just split the difference between twenty-two thirty uh, and twenty-two forty. Assuming gold doesn't go up another fifteen or twenty dollars on Monday, and then of course the Trump silver rounds, the mugshot round, and the fourth, uh, the forty-fifth president's round. Uh, they are $30 a piece. If you want to check those out, uh, you can buy all of those deals online at allamericangold.com. But if you want to check out the, the Trump rounds, they're up there as well. But we were talking before the break, Jason, about Japan. And this has historically been a country that doesn't buy a lot of gold. And now all of a sudden, and rightfully so, uh, the huge... Huge demand appearing in Japan. The Financial Times, citing economists, said the move in retail gold prices, which extends an 18-month rally around Japan. So the buying started 18 months ago, and it's just gaining steam. 
is part of what they called a rapid shift in households' attitudes to risk after years of deflation have given way to huge bouts of inflation. Imagine a world where the biggest source of demand for gold in Asia is not China or India, but Japan. I don't know about that. I mean, that that seems a little far-fetched for, for me. But if all of a sudden Japan becomes, you know, China and India, they consume well over a 1,000 metric tons apiece. But even if Japan started to do 100, 200, 300 metric tons, that would be incredible. I can't even imagine if they were starting to buy as much gold as China and India, Jason. Obviously, at that point, there's not enough gold to go around, period. Well, if they're able to sell off some of their balance sheet of treasuries and then just turn it into gold, they could drive the price of gold to, tw- to, to twice the value. Can you imagine if they just took $200 billion off their... Of the treasury holdings, Joe, you know, lowered that up. There, there was a couple of times where, where Japan does have sell-offs, and they just, oh, we're just going to move this into gold because uh, we're seeing some some bad stuff coming. That would, uh, can you imagine what the price of gold would do if Japan just decided to move that direction? It's going to be interesting. I know that they've already started selling. You know, this is kind of the problem, right? China selling treasuries. Matter of fact, China cut interest rates again. So China's trying to get their economy going. Right, so this is another inflationary thing. That's more consumption. Uh, so far, this one seems to be a little better. You know, they they bailed out some of the housing stuff last week, cut rates a few weeks ago, cut them again. It's it's having a little bit of an effect, uh, but but they're selling U.S. Treasuries to pay for it. Is Japan going to end up in the same place? Uh, this yen bumping up on 150, that, that's a scary number. And, and the problem is, if it runs past it, where does it stop, right? Uh, my guess is and it won't be a straight line, but are we looking at 200 yen to the dollar? And what that's going to do to the gold markets, it looks like, uh, the Chinese, the average Chinese household, or China, Japanese household, is starting to figure out, hey, you know what? The rest of the world's buying gold. We may need jo- to join the party. You know, and the Fed wants to wants ja- Japan to keep, hold on to those things, keep buying those things, right? Yeah. And this is where it just seems like rate hikes are going to be a fixture for a while because, you know, uh, you, 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 they've been, you know, they don't print money right now. You know, the, the money supply has gone down a little bit. They're not printing uh, right now. And, and, Joe, the only way to get keep people into treasuries is to keep the dollar strong, right? And so we, maybe the Fed is just, you know, going to either keep rates flat or, or even raise rates depending on how it goes. And there is no plan to lower rates. There is no plan to print money until everyone enjoys holding on to treasuries and buying treasuries again. Let's face it. They want to sell their balance sheet, too. So raising rates and not printing anything is probably the only way to make it valuable enough for people to want it. And other currencies are just as weak as the dollar. In fact, a lot of them might, you know, a flight to the dollar could happen if, if, if things get bad enough. But we're talking a massive worldwide crash if that happens. You know, just because countries might go to the dollar to, to, to run from their currencies, they're not going to be able to support the, the world economy. 
And I'll tell you right now, the other thing that people are going to buy is safe haven assets like gold and silver, Joe. That's that's where all this will be headed towards. Japan buying gold. You just mentioned it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like I said, I've been doing this a long time, and I'll tell you right now, I don't think I've ever uttered the words Japan is buying gold. Uh, but hey, uh, there, there's always the first for everything, and today was that day, and for good reason. Right When we look at this, and again, they're in this together. Remember what they came out of the G20 uh, last weekend. We, we covered it here. We told you. They're all working together. They're going digital together. They want digital IDs. They want a digital central bank currency. Right. They want the, the passports, all of those things. And because, well, the fiat money has run its course. I mean, look at our, we got a $33 trillion deficit. Of course, they want to say 33. It's really 41. Really. It's really 41 trillion. We're not paying it. And now what's happening? We're starting to suffocate with the interest on that money. It's starting to, to really affect our abilities and look at our deficits. You know, two trillion next year. We're hoping it's not three trillion. Yeah. It's your goal get it now 800-951-0592 jason and i wrapping up the week when we get back 800-951-0592 joe and jason patriot radio news hour wrapping up the week here gold ending on a high note uh, 1930 silver at 23 dollars and 25 cents and Jason, um, if, if it didn't, well, I don't know. It's tough. It's just tough. Uh, this is coming out of Redfin. Home sale cancellations are spiking now. And listen, there's only one reason why people cancel cancel their home. This, is, in other words, they've signed the right a. We've made the offer. The offer's been accepted, right? We're, we, we, we've signed on the dotted line. Nope. Because when they actually look at, wait, i got to pay how much? My mortgage payment's going to be how much? Right? Housing prices continue to rise. But according to Redfin, the worsening affordability crisis continues to grow in August, listen to this, 60,000 home purchase contracts fell through nationwide. Jason, that was almost one in all five homes that were under contract for the month fell out, didn't close, didn't get it done. Uh, they were <clears throat> quoting a realtor who said, this is the worst I've ever seen it in the 24 years. So he was he saw the housing crash, right? And said, "Hey, people haven't canceled contracts like this. This is unheard of. It's an unheard of number to see 60,000 home purchases not going through in August alone. And it has to be there there's only one logical answer. Oh, I didn't realize I was going to have to pay that much. I mean, think about what happened from July to August. Remember the 10-year note was down to, what, 3-5? Now it's 4-3? Three, three? 
Now all of a sudden, hey, you didn't get six, seven, six point seven percent. You got to get seven point five percent, seven point three, seven point four. And Jason, all of a sudden, that's a number they can't afford. That's right. That's right. And and uh, once again, it's it's the uh, the interest rate, it's the down payment, you know, and it's the it's the monthly payment. All these factors for the average person, uh, average couple trying to buy a house, uh, you just. Just add on, you know, what I, well, I'm going to keep going to all the other, you know, the, how, how much of that escrow going to be now? <laughs> you yeah, got the, you got sticker taxes shock, and right? insurance. It's not just the monthly payment. Closing costs, right? And by the way, you know how it is. You buy a home, well, hey, we'll fix this and this, but you've got to fix this, that, and the, the other. And I, you add it all together and people are backing out. Yeah, you got you to... Gotta, Got to move into maybe to a newer home, and uh, oh, yeah, oh, well, you know. By the way, within the next that first twelve months, you got the HOA, and uh, uh, well, you got landscaping. Uh, I wonder how much more landscaping is now versus twenty twenty when I had to get my landscaping done, Joe. I wonder how much more it costs yeah, to get that what backyard. Yeah, does it cost done. to get to get the front yard put in or the backyard uh, put in? Yeah, that's a great question. All of these are factors. Uh, it, that that is. Probably one of the more shocking numbers that I've seen uh, when you're talking about 60,000 cancellations. And that's just one month. 800-951-0592. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.